most urgent worries concerned the failures at two reactors within the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power station, whereby Sunday evening engineers were still struggling to avert meltdowns, and where some radiation had already leaked. Fukushima Daiichi and another power station about ten miles away have been under a state of emergency. Worried about severe strains on the banking and financial systems, the Bank of Japan signaled that it was prepared to flood the economy with cash, and the government was discussing an emergency tax increase to help finance relief and recovery work, the Tokyo Electric Power Company, which operates the country's crippled nuclear power grid, announced a series of rotating blackouts to conserve electricity. The number of dead was certain to climb as searchers began to reach coastal villages that vanished under the first muddy surge of the tsunami. In the port of Minamisanriku, a senior police official said the number of dead would certainly be more than 10,000. That is more than half the town's population of 17,000. Prime Minister Naoto Kan told a news conference in Tokyo late Sunday, I think that the earthquake, tsunami, and the situation in our nuclear reactors makes up the worst crisis in the 65 years since the war. If the nation works together, we will overcome. Amid the despair and mourning, there was one bright moment Sunday as Japanese naval forces rescued a 60-year-old man who had been riding the roof of his home for the past two days. Hiromitsu Arakawa was discovered nine miles south of his hometown of Minamisoma and nine miles out to sea. In today's national news, the first story is titled, Japan's Woes May Impede U.S. Nuclear Push. The story is reported by John Broder. The fragile bipartisan consensus that nuclear power offers a big piece of the answer to America's energy and global warming challenges may have evaporated as quickly as confidence in Japan's crippled nuclear reactors. Until this weekend, President Obama, mainstream environmental groups, and large numbers of Republicans and Democrats in Congress agreed that nuclear power offered a steady energy source and part of the solution to climate change, even as they disagreed on virtually every other aspect of energy policy. Obama is seeking tens of billions of dollars in government insurance for nuclear construction and the nuclear industry in the United States, all but paralyzed for decades after the Three Mile Island accident in 1979, was poised for a comeback. Now, that is in question as the world watches the crisis in Japan. I think it calls on us here in the U.S. naturally not to stop building nuclear power plants, but to put the brakes on right now until we understand the ramifications of what's happening to Japan. Senator Joseph Lieberman, an independent from Connecticut and one of the Senate's leading voices on energy, said on CBS's Face the Nation. Nuclear power, which still suffers from huge economic uncertainties and local concerns about safety, had been growing in acceptance as what appeared to many to be a relatively benign, proven, and, if safe and permanent storage for waste could be arranged, non-polluting source of energy for the United States' future growth. But even staunch supporters of nuclear power are now advocating a pause in licensing and building reactors in the United States to make sure that proper safety and evacuation measures are in place. Environmental groups are reassessing their willingness to see nuclear power as a linchpin of any future climate change legislation. Obama still sees nuclear power as a major element of future energy policy, but he is injecting a tone of caution into his endorsement. The president believes that meeting our energy needs means relying on a diverse set of energy sources that includes renewables like wind and solar, natural gas, clean coal, and nuclear power.